Inactus has impacted so many lives, including mine, in million ways, from pillar to post, some known faces and some unknown, but together as a whole, part of something whole, we all win. Welcome to another episode of It's Pretty Wake. We have a really special guest with us, Mr. Terry Torok, Chief Innovation Officer of an awesome international organization, Inactis. Sir, I am humbled to have you here today and I am looking forward to a fruitful yet knowledgeable talk. Let us start off by informing the listeners what Inactis really is, if you may, sir. I'm honored, but let me start with a question first. And it's a question that we often ask ourselves, but we pass it along too quickly. And it's three simple words and it's, how are you? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to start with that, Kabir. I want, to add, I want to ask authentically, how are you? Because it's important to express interest and to understand our audience and understand who we're talking to. But so often this day and age, and especially now during COVID-19, We might just say, how are you? But we forget to pause and say, no, really, how are you? Honestly speaking, sir, like I'm doing pretty fine right now. Initially, I had a lot of trouble, like mentally adapting to the situation. But now I've indulged myself in a lot of activities. So most of the time gets consumed and I don't have time to overthink about the this situation we are in right now so i've researched a lot about covid19 and working on this podcast maybe i cook around some days and just like basic stuff and just trying to enjoy this being with the family and working towards rejuvenating myself that is what i'm doing well, thank you, because that's an interesting way to enter into an actus. And my role at an actus, as you identified, is chief innovation officer. And it is times like COVID-19 that we have well-prepared minds, 72,000 plus students and working in over 70 countries worldwide on projects during college and during university that's experiential learning. And that's practical learning with the right theory, applying the right experience to allow projects to turn into sustainable business opportunities. In times like COVID-19, when the world has provided a warning and an opportunity for us to listen, it's an opportunity for us as humankind to rise. And that's what we do at Enactus. We work with college students all over the world who work with executive leaders all over the world, and we pair them up in mentorship and guidance and business uh, preparation and help support students to really have a great experience and understand what it is like to work into the community and practice social innovation and social entrepreneurship and in return take projects into business or into life. And so while we have some 72,000 plus inactive students on any given year, we have a couple of million alumni after 40 some years of inactives out there in the world whose lives are changed for good. Sir, 
uh, what exactly does come under the umbrella of being a chief innovation officer at Inactus? Well, innovation is at the heart of change, and innovation isn't always nurturing original ideas. Innovation is about identifying seeds of ideas or ideas that are working out there somewhere in the world that we can scale, we can plus up, we can be inspired by, we can be driven by. So the key piece of chief innovation officer is A, to nurture great ideas, to help share and spread innovation, and oftentimes to get out of the way of great innovation and to make sure that the innovation exchange and communication and the collaboration and the passion and purpose that is all of the components that make innovation go to work that we nurture and grow that opportunity and we do so a couple of different ways but one of those is an actus plus a platform mm-hmm. that helps students all over the world at plus.anactus.org and that's a great way to take the seeds of ideas that really spawn and nurture great innovation and share them and connect them around the world. Inactus Plus is truly like a very engaging and interesting platform that is created by Inactus. Uh, so the onset of 2020 like mug lot of events to be written down in history. Today as we talk the world is fighting against novel coronavirus. It is unnerving that the world might not never be the same again as we may carry on with our lives. What changes do you think might surface in the minds of people and perhaps any changes that might come in working of multinational organizations and their stance on social entrepreneurship? There's ideas that will, there's events around Corona that will change us. And if we open our hearts and minds, it should change us. What we shouldn't do when we we emerge from uh, COVID-19 is have amnesia and forget the lessons that are being provided to us by the earth. We have an opportunity, as you know, in places like Delhi and places like Beijing and many cities around the world, pollution is at an all-time low. We can hear the birds, we can experience nature, we see blue skies, and this is something that we had been trying to achieve at Anactus over a long period of time with the Global Goals. So to recognize these new opportunities and with the world pausing or stopping, we can now invest in different kind of work. While the work has stopped, it has merely changed and the new opportunity that emerges from this for open hearts and bright minds will be profound. So when we look at COVID-19 at this moment in time, which in our lifetime is two minutes long, we should not have amnesia. We should not forget the lessons. We should have an open heart and an open mind. And as we always do at an at Anactus, when we are faced with challenge, we look at opportunity. And there are plenty of opportunities facing us today. We need to connect. We need to dialogue. And while we're six feet away, we need to become much closer to each other. Right. Those are like very inspiring and kind words. The question that lot of my friends in India wanted to ask is what according to you is the key to successful innovation strategy? Well, your friends ask excellent questions. What is the key to a successful innovation strategy? So there's a couple of key components. Some would say experience. And while experience is a great teacher, experience alone is not 
the teacher because companies that have great experience are often uh, surpassed by new companies that have a different theory. So if you take companies that were, say, in the imaging business like Kodak and Polaroid, we'd say, well, wow, they have a lot of experience. But along comes a new theory like Instagram that takes over the world of imagery and everything changes quickly. You could take a look at companies like ABC and Disney and those long-standing companies that had had great content. And then along comes Netflix and along comes Amazon with all kinds of new content. So it's very important, A, to understand and appreciate experience, but to find the right theory to match with that experience. So that's step one is a balance of the right theory, which many of your educators and many of your professors and many of your academic advisors can support. And then having experience and not only learning from our own failures, but most importantly, also learning from other people's failures. Those are all the experiences that we can learn from. So many, many people have failed before us. And so we have many great lessons in failure. And failure is really important and also delicate because there's places where we shouldn't fail. We shouldn't fail when we're working with vulnerable populations. We shouldn't fail when we're working with delicate environments. We need to take the lessons of failures from others and make sure that when we fail, that everybody understands that we're in a delicate and very vulnerable balance so that we can um, succeed in places of vulnerability where we need to. And the other thing about innovation is successful innovation comes from open source collaboration. It's not just about having intellectual property and IP rights and hoarding information. It's about sharing that information And by sharing, we have more. And the more we share, the more we have. So open source uh, collaboration, working with others, and thinking in terms of not economics that are limiting, but abundantomics, which is about abundance and unlimited opportunities. So with those mindsets, working with collaboration, how do we open source ideas and improve on them and make them better? Having the right experience in balance with the right theory sends us in the direction of having the best possible innovation strategy. Add to that, and I would always say that always make sure that with your team, you establish values and always lead with your values. Because the key piece is if we're working with a team on innovation and strategy and business startup, we should lead with and communicate each other's values and hold each other accountable to those values. So that's a very key piece. So I would put values as number one. Um, Integrity is certainly, and when we think about Enactus, we have great values. Our values are almost beyond epic. I call them epic. Um, And that means the values of Enactus are integrity, passion, innovation, collaboration oh so sir like since you mentioned values how important values are part how important values are part of an artist so what attributes do you value the most in life well um there's great attributes and there's great values i think that having authentic values is being able to communicate and declare your values to others and aspire and live to those values. So 
I, I think that there's lots of important values between obviously gaining and keeping trust. Because once you lose trust with someone, it's hard to impossible to regain. So I tr hold trust very high and very valuable. Um, a sense of direction, a sense of priority, a sense of purpose, but also a sense of humor. I think we have to have levity and entertainment in our life. And I often say to inactive students and my friends and colleagues, I'm like, if we're not having fun and enjoying what we're doing, then what on earth are we doing? And I think having a sense of joy uh, in our hearts, a sense of levity, a sense of humor, is really important to help bring everybody along and just to remind us that, hey, we're just humans. And if we're not having a good time, if we're not enjoying what we're doing with greater purpose, because we work in some really tough challenges, but if we're not enjoying ourselves and bringing others along and living in joy, then what on earth are we doing here? Like during these strange time, I personally feel like people are facing a lot of problems, but have come together, like families coming together. And these things were missing from our normal lives. And people have certainly like grown, have like grown more empathy towards other people, which is like a very good fact. Yeah, it's hard to keep a, a sense of joy and balance and levity. And when you're surrounded by pain, it's often very, very difficult. But it's finding, it's striking that right balance. And that's, that becomes uh, a level of trust with each other and with, with humankind is to know we're all uh, sensitive, emotional human beings. And so we always have to make sure we have that sense of empathy. But to a, a degree where we can also trust each other with a degree of humor and levity and hope and joy and laughter and all of those other good human qualities. And if we lead with those emotions and we'll build trust, we'll respect each other and we'll walk that fine balance that's so important in our life. Right. So, uh, like, there is a, like, a very a vague kind of question, like, so as your younger self, what were your career plans and what goals did your student self aspire to fulfill? <laughs> That's great, man. When I was in college, I really wanted to uh, be a war correspondent, work as a journalist. And I wanted to be in very, very challenging areas. And I also wanted to volunteer for the Peace Corps. But lo and behold, my second language skills were not nearly as good as yours are, Kabir. And most of the, most of the people that I know in, in India have beautiful and amazing second and third and sometimes fourth language skills. I didn't have those. Uh, so my hopes and dreams of my younger self being a journalist um, and volunteering for the Peace Corps and not having a second language, so I couldn't even qualify to volunteer to volunteer for the Peace Corps. I was crushed, man. I was crushed, and I ended up um, spending time in a growing field of, of at the time, was entertainment marketing at the time, working for television and, and uh, radio and working for um, MTV at the time. I started a television show where I was a producer of the first eSports before it was even called eSports. Mm -hmm. uh, tours, worked with large sponsorship uh Everything from working with the Rolling Stones to Elton John to Red Hot Chili Peppers to um, Alicia Keys. Um, but in that pathway, I was really not interested in continuing to, to work in entertainment because didn't, it didn't have enough meaning for me. It didn't have depth. It didn't have 
high purpose. And so I, I was always trying to just get through it and get by it. And then lo and behold, working with a lot of really beautiful artists, uh, Alicia Keys being one of them, Phil Collins being another one, I started to care more and more about the charities that they were working with and they were concerned with and uh, working with Elton John and, and AIDS and working with uh, Alicia Keys and working with uh, child victim of AIDS and then working in, in places like Uttar Pradesh with uh, mother and child um, health uh, crisis, working with the United Nations allowed me to come back full circle. So my younger self <laughs> ended up um, coming full circle after a long period of time and learning a big lesson that all of that entertainment stuff that I just felt was fluff and wasn't important became important because having that sense of bringing people along, having that voice, having the power of A-list entertainers, of music, of entertainment, the emotional piece, the visual pieces, all of that artistry is important to bring humankind into a place of high purpose. So what I found in, in entertainment and the arts is passion. There's tremendous amount of passion. And it's important to take passion into purpose. It's the best path forward. And it was a long lesson, but my younger self uh, indulged in the entertainment world, uh, probably against, I went kicking and screaming and, and was drugged into that, that world. Uh, and I didn't want to be in that world. Um, but uh, coming out the other side, I could appreciate how important it is to entertain the bigger picture. Great. That's great. So, sir, um, bringing the topic back to innovation, like being a first year student at Inactus Ramjas, I have seen innovation come to life firsthand. Projects at Inactus are like a perfect mixture of helping people grow and refining one skills. Sir, what's your take on perfecting business models and making projects more innovative in future? Great question. So I think that there's a very simple takeaway here. Number one, you, you'll hear this a lot as a first-time student. So you'll hear problem-solution, problem-solution, problem-solution. What problem are you solving? What's your solution to the problem? And that's a perfectly fine pathway, problem-solution. However, there's another path. Because when you look for problems, you will find plenty of problems. You can find a world of problems. But I would beg and invite others to take a different path. Instead of problem-solution, which you're welcome to do, and I'm not calling anybody wrong who does, consider a different path. Consider a path of passion and purpose. So when you think about your favorite musician or artist or even some of your favorite brands, they don't tend to wake up in the morning and thinking about what problem are they solving. They just start in a music key and they start playing music or they start their artist or they start their work from their heart, from a place of passion. And when you exercise that passion, you can bring others along and you will find purpose. And it's a beautiful way to look at the world because when we look for problems, we can find problems. Even, even a starving child on the, uh, on the roadside is not a problem. That child has a beating heart has a beautiful soul, has a beautiful mind, has a beautiful opportunity, and there's something beautiful. And so when we look at the world as beautiful, we can then ask ourselves, can we add to the beauty? Should we protect it? Mm -hmm. Should we help grow it or should we admire it? Um, and all of those can be true. So, I, so one of the, the business strategies I would say is 
When you look at the pathway of problem solution, think again and consider passion and purpose. That's number one. And while I say that is because a lot of um, young first-time students or second-year students will try to figure out what problem they're, they're going to solve, but they're not necessarily in love with the, with the process. It's not like something they're passionate about. So first find your passion and then let it grow into your purpose. There's four quadrants that I would suggest in a business canvas model. There's four quadrants. And if you imagine uh, four quadrants topped with a headline above it that says, what are your values and what is your purpose? And then under the quadrants, think about quadrant number one as your team. Mm-hmm. Who is your team? What are their values? What makes their team strong? Number one. Because without a strong team, whatever project you have, whatever purpose you have, whatever marketing you have, is not necessarily going to get to the finish line. And people will invest in a strong team before they'll invest in a strong idea. Because ideas fail um, when when the team is not strong. So quadrant number one is a strong team that lives and breathes and lives by their values. Okay? That's quadrant number one. Quadrant number two is just below it is what is your business model? Um, what's your profit loss? What is your economics? What are your abundantomics? Um, talk to me about your, your business plan going forward. Quadrant number three is what is your impact measures? How do you measure your impact? If you're going to make a difference in the world, how are you measuring it? It should be the same as you measure your profit and loss with stringent measures. And then the fourth quadrant is your marketing. And this is really how are you going to amplify your brand? Because if you fill the three quadrants, you say, hey, I got a great team. I've got a great business plan and an ROI. We're going to be profitable and make money. We have impact. But if all of that gets drained because you don't have amplification or you don't have marketing, then somebody is going to look at that and say, well, it's very difficult to invest in your plan because you haven't considered your amplification, your fourth quadrant, and that's your marketing plan. So I would say, look at a blank canvas. Imagine above it your purpose and your values. And then in quadrant one is the strength of your team. Quadrant number two is your business plan, your ROI. Quadrant number three is your measure of impact. And in quadrant number four is amplification. How are you going to market? How are you going to turn customers into advocates? Right. Like these are like very insightful things. Like it would help a lot of people. And a thing that I picked like is like a lot of people uh, get marketing really wrong. And uh, they end up like having a lot of problems with their uh, either it's a startup or a company like marketing. I feel a lot of people don't get it right. Yeah, I think I, I agree with you. And, and the way to get marketing right is start by interested, being very interested in your audience, understand your audience, understand what their needs and desires are. Uh, and, and also, are you passionate? Is your team passionate about your purpose? Because I, I, I come back to this passion and purpose versus problem solution, because oftentimes, you know, Nike came out with a brand in the in Just Do It. They weren't solving a problem of bad tennis shoes or bad sportswear. They were just starting with a lifestyle, a passion for lifestyle, for a sports lifestyle, and they created Nike. And many brands grow out of passion 
and purpose. And that's your marketing. Your marketing is going to be driven by infectious passion that just spreads like wildfire and and your purpose. So in there, in your passion and purpose, having a clear understanding of your audience, truly listening to your audience and being interested, number one, in your audience and not trying to be interesting, but to be interested. Great. So like coming back to an artist, being part of the organization for like so many years, what, ha- what is the fondest memory of yours with Enactus? My best memories of Enactus are when I get to have dialogue and listen to what is happening on the forefront with students who are working through their projects or having their challenges, having some of the tough times, and then finding these small breakthroughs and celebrating these breakthroughs. So... My time spent in India has been fantastic. My time in sub-Saharan Africa, unbelievable. And the Middle East and uh, North and South America has been just, when I get to work side by side and listen to students who are experiencing this and having these aha moments, these breakthroughs, and watching these breakthroughs happen, it is so amazing and so fun. Um, And it's either, you know, in the field of work or at at a course where we're, um, teaching and sharing moments of social innovation and we're laughing and we're having a good time. And that's, that's when the learning happens. And, and as long as we embrace lifelong learning, lifelong learning, then we never grow old. Everything is always fresh. We remain curious. So my best moments are watching and witnessing those moments of curiosity, and discovery and learning and joy and aha and laughter right there at that that emotional moment and that precious point of realizing you're onto something. That, those are the best times ever. Great. So like, uh, it's been like a wonderful and insightful journey with you today, sir. So like in the end, I would like to ask you for a piece of advice for the students at Enactus India. Sure. Well, I hope, I hope there's many nuggets of advice. Um, anytime you hear problem solution, think in your mind, when you hear problem solution, think in your mind, passion, purpose. Just reframe that for your own self, okay? And take the path that's right for you. And you'll know, you will know when you're on to the right moment. Because at that right moment, all time will stand still. And you will realize you're in the moment of something spectacular. You're in the aha moment. So I would ask all students to think about how to support the nurture, the ideas when they grow. Make sure you don't cut off an idea. If somebody is expressing themselves, help them along. Don't use words like, well, yeah, but. Don't, don't put your big butt in the way. Replace a but with an and and go, oh, interesting idea. And what if we did this? So Think about the what-if moments. Think Mm -hmm. about what if. Help people with their ideas. Listen to their ideas and help grow their ideas. And listen more and talk less. Listen more and talk less. Ask people interesting and interested questions and help nurture each other's ideas. And it will reciprocate and come right back. And you will find yourself a team. You will find yourself and you will find a pathway to your greater purpose. Thank you so much, sir. Like highly honored for those valuable words. Like I would love to meet you like once things get well. I'm 
friend. Namaste. It's such a pleasure to be here. Thank you. And I look forward to our next meeting, however it shall be, wherever it shall be in the world. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Make sure you wash your hands and make sure you follow us on Spotify and Instagram. The handle is in the description. Uh-huh.